Episode number six of Dinos Unfiltered coming at you right now. Jeremy Lee, Max Sterley back with me for another terrific segment. How are you doing? I'm doing really good, Jeremy. Happy to be here. Have you recovered from last week's hilarious episode with women's soccer, Troy Flannery, Tally White? Yes, I have. It was it was a doozy, though, and I, I showed it to a bunch of people. I showed it to my parents, who know nothing about anything related to the dinos, and they... They thought it was hilarious, too. Um, but, yeah, no, it, I think that one probably from a viewership or listenership perspective, I think, has been the most ro- listened to, I think, so mm-hmm. far. I think, you know, getting some Mean girl stuff in there is good for the, the algorithms and everything. So, Speaking of which, Amy McCuska messaged me and she said, low-key offended that Talia called me Karen. I would be not. I'd be high key offended if that happened. That's a huge chirp, but yeah, no. I I think uh, it was it was a good one, and I I think it would uh it really, you know, push us up a little bit. But regardless, I I think I'm recovered. I'm a little bit sick. Um, I went to the Canucks Flames uh, game on Saturday as a Canucks fan, so that was really tough to watch. So I'm a little. I'm still hurting from that. It's just tough overall to be a Canucks fan, isn't it? Eh, yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> even go back to the Boston series and don't even bring that up. No, you didn't have to. Well, no, I didn't. Yeah, no, we're but, not I, gonna, but I we're went not there. Going to go there because it. I could be here all day, and no one wants to listen to that. What so. are you excited about as a as a Nux fan this year? As a Nux fan, um, Pedersen. Pedersen's always exciting. Uh, Quinn Hughes looks really good this oh, yeah. year already. He's probably the only player for the Canucks in the first two games that actually played both games like like proper hockey players. Brock Besser looks good, and I just hope he's healthy. Um, I'm really curious how Markstrom is going to do after he signed a con- his his extension, and was really good last year. So I'm I'm curious to see like you know I think he's like 32 and he had his best year of his career last year. So I'm really curious if he keeps that up in front of a on paper a better team. But beyond that, I just want to make playoffs. Like, please just give me playoff hockey. That's all I want. Is that too much to ask, eh? Apparently it is. Okay, that's enough hockey talk for now. (laughs) We'll get to more later. I promise you that as we have some uh, hockey guests coming in later on. It'll be great. A couple musicians, too. Oh, great tease right there. (laughs) Um, But let's get on to Dinos Athletics. uh, The weekend that was a lot of great stuff happening. Uh, a few teams on a bye week as well. Overall, though, Max, uh, what stood out to you and what were some noteworthy performances? Sure. Um, I guess first things first would be women's soccer. I was able to catch the second half uh, at Dinosaur Field on Sunday um, against Trinity, and it was a very back-and-forth, chippy affair. It felt like you know they were one call away from the teams really boiling over and both sides were getting into it with each other and with the officiating crew, and so I think that definitely contributed to what was going on in the field. But nevertheless, they, they pulled it through. They scored in the last, I think it was in the 84th minute, off of P.K. McCuska, and they held on. I think Trinity got a, a corner late at the end of it, but they held on for the win, and that was a huge one. They stormed the field. They were so stoked after that, and rightfully so. So really good for women's soccer. And then on the other side, 
women's hockey they had their home openers and it was really great to see i think aside from women's hockey going 2-0 which is unreal uh there was about five varsity teams that showed up like i know men's hockey was there women's basketball i want to say women's volleyball i know i'm forgetting a couple others but they had a lot of energy and they were trying to get into the head of the uh, opposing goalie for regina morgan baker and they they custom made a sign in between the second and third like to try and get in their head and um it took until the third period in the first game but lang elizabeth lang opened the scoring off a a tuck in and right right cl- right in close and that kind of sent them to the two nothing victory but it was just really good to see there is such a good energy in the crowd and so that really definitely helped the girls take the victory and then they carried it forward with another one on saturday another two goal victory and but a lot of the players coming back from last year for the Dinos look really different. They, whether they're stronger skaters, they have better offensive play instincts or whatever it is. But that that's what got me really excited. I was able to catch all of Friday and then a bit of Saturday and then, of course, women's soccer on Sunday. So how about you? Oh, man, there's a lot to take from this weekend. First off, happy to see that Dinos football, they got back in the win column. Hunter Carl, friend of the show was back in the lineup as well. And Jalen Philpot, I just got to give props to him. He's continued to just haul in passes no matter who throws the ball because they actually had a backup QB, this time Josiah Joseph, who performed really well. 334, three TDs, uh, a way better fantasy day than Patrick Mahomes. Uh, let's just put that out there. Credit the indie defense. Oh. But anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, Sanagra out w- in this one. Hopefully he comes back uh, fairly quickly here. But yeah, just a good performance from the receiving core. Uh, it's nice to see them get back to a somewhat healthy team. They're still missing a couple pieces, but uh, they'll they'll be back. Field hockey picking up another couple points. Um, I mean, ties again. I mean, I'd be over the moon if they had a win, but I mean, they're still picking up points. So great job by the women's field hockey team. And golf was another big surprise. Victoria C., Dropping in a second place finish. Yes, that's good correct. enough for silver. Absolutely, and golf. It, I think it's fair to say maybe gets lost a bit from all the other sports, but it's a great result over the weekend. It's fantastic to see, and anytime we get results like that, regardless of sport, we're going to talk about it. So that's that's awesome. So rugby was on a bye, and uh, so was men's hockey as well. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which we will get to a little bit later. But, yeah, men's soccer, they split, just to quickly mention them as well. That's correct. It was good to see them bounce back as well uh, in that second game. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's good to see that the pretty much, you know, most teams had a really solid weekend, especially the girls across the board. I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe combining all the, the women's sports this weekend, they went undefeated. There was a couple ties in there, but I believe no one lost, which is huge. Women's hockey with a sweep. Soccer got it done. Field hockey with a couple ties. What was it the one or two? I think two ties. The two ties. So, yeah, I, th- I think it was a clean sweep in that regard. So, um, huge, huge weekend for us, for sure. I just wanted to quickly mention a story going back to women's soccer. But just after listening to that podcast last week and hearing the karaoke, impromptu karaoke that broke out, on the road trip back. I couldn't help but just having Leonard being nicknamed Hannah Montana Leonard. 
How do you feel about that? <laughs> because r- if you remember from the story. This is your game, Jeremy. He's <laughs> fun. <laughs> well, <laughs> think about it. What's her go-to song on the karaoke? It was The Climb was by the Miley Cyrus. Yes, it was. No, uh, how, I, how is it not Hannah Montana Leonard? No, it's, 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 a, it's a little bit too perfect, honestly. Mm. Not, I don't think it's bad. I just, you know, maybe, maybe, I'm sure she's heard it before. Let's just say that. <sighs> it's not original is what you're saying. Maybe Probably not. not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe she hates it. I don't maybe, know. Montana, maybe. let me know. Yeah. And uh, we'll, otherwise, I'm going to roll with it. Tweet us. Tweet us, Montana. We need to know. Okay. Um, I think we can just wrap it up here. Yeah. We've got a very interesting interview coming down the pipe as we've got a couple outstanding musicians, hockey players, whatever you want to call them. Influencers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hate that word. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) But they're coming up for you right now. As always, great job by you, Max. Thanks, Jeremy. You too. It's uh, always a pleasure. All right, in studio with Max and myself is none other from men's hockey, Graham Black and Bradley Schoonbert. Did I get that right? Yeah, Schoonbert. correct. Schoonbert. Right? Yeah. Schoonbert. No, that's pretty good. Yeah. Schoonbert. Schoonbert. Yeah. Schoonbert. Uh, what's the funniest pronunciation you've ever had? Uh, probably like Schaumbert or something. <laughs> like not even close. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how you get Sean out of two O's, but... That sounds like a small town in Saskatchewan somewhere, right? Uh, Yeah, like um, small town Manitoba is where my dad's from, and okay. there's a lot of a lot of Belgians who are from there, so that's where that originated from, but yeah, I'm originally from Brandon. Thank you guys for joining us. This is, this is awesome to have a couple celebrities or Instagram influencers with us alongside a couple good hockey players. So I think the burning question that a lot of people want to know is... What is Punk Rock Tuesday? How did this get going? Well, Punk Rock Tuesday is me and um, me and Graham. We we perform uh, a song from the early 2000s that uh, that everyone used to love um, on Instagram every Tuesday. Uh, how it started? Um, I was playing junior in Steinbach, and every Tuesday I'd just send a minute-long video to my buddies and me singing these punk rock songs, and they loved it. So. Um, coming here, I knew Graham was quite the musician, so I think we were just we were just talking one night in a limo, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a Green Day song came on, and we just both kind of singing it. Yeah, and we just kind of had this idea: hey, we should take this to Instagram, and I think it'd be pretty funny. People would love it. So yeah, it's kind of blown up. So it's pretty funny. Did that initial recording in the limo? Did that get filmed in any way or recorded, or that's just? Uh, I don't think so. That was just probably no, for the best. Yeah. 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 <laughs> probably for the best. And, and so, Graham, like like Bradley mentioned, like you're a huge musician. Like you can play what, like six instruments? Is that correct? Yeah, probably six. What what are they? Um, fluently piano, ukulele, guitar. Uh, little drums, um, banjo. I can kind of <laughs> play saxophone. <laughs> I don't know, a couple, couple other ones, harmonica. I mean, anything with a string on it, I can basically play. So. And so you must have you must have been playing instruments pretty early on, just in your life, hey? Yeah. Well, I 
I grew up playing classical piano my whole life, and I hated it. Just like it was the worst thing in the world. And my thank goodness my parents pushed me and actually made me do it. They said I wasn't allowed to play hockey if I didn't play an instrument. So I continued on playing classical piano, got my grade 12 conservatory. And then uh, I took a couple of years off of music altogether because I genuinely did not like playing music at all. And, mm-hmm. then, uh, and then it was sometime in junior um, I had nothing to do all day. It was either play Call of Duty or play <laughs> hockey. And uh, and I started kind of tinkering around on my billets piano again and started listening to the things I like. And, and it led to me buying like a pretty nice stage piano. And uh, oh. I probably, since that moment, have played close to an hour every single day since. So That's incredible. Yeah. What What is it about classical music that you don't like? Or classical piano specifically. Well, I love classical piano now. Yeah. I got Beethoven tattooed across my chest. <laughs> so um, it's so weird. Yeah, something just like flipped in my in my brain. But uh, I I think the thing that I can take from it is you see the resemblance between the different styles of music from modern day music today and then the old classical music. And the composers back in the day were kind of ahead of their curve as a lot of the music today is like kind of dumbed down versions of their music and and especially guys like Mozart they they were the initial guys who invented dubstep and things mm-hmm. like that and uh and if you can kind of <laughs> yeah, <sorry>. Brad <laughs> <laughs> yeah Brad Brad likes classical music yeah. too yeah sure um but uh so I kind of drew from that and I started writing my own music that was kind of classical but more trendier kind of and and uh, I just ran with that are you guys ever looking for a uh, violin, potentially? I got my grade nine. <laughs> yeah, just saying. Yeah. Just saying hey, just we could saying. use a guest appearance, man. We <laughs> haven't sure had there, one yet. I'm sure there's a couple songs that probably have for a sure. Violin. Yeah. 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 I just I, f- I feel I relate to you a lot, Graham, because I was in the same boat too, where I just hated classical music uh, growing up, and just how else can I put this instrument to good use? And we've played at such a high level, right? Right. So, um, yeah, so tell me about how you guys go about selecting the songs that you perform. It's honestly quite simple. I just have like a huge playlist. I have like probably 80 songs of pop punk. And I just go to Blackie's house every Monday night. And we just, well, what do you want to do tonight? And we'll just go through like, oh, this is a banger. We should do this. <laughs> yeah. So there's really... Depends no on how much time we have too. Because yeah. if, I mean, we have m- midterms and stuff. We'll play an easier one right. or... If, I mean, we'll when record we like four in a row if midterms are coming up or something like that. Oh, like and then just release them. Yeah, one we've at done a time, that yeah. before too. But yeah. yeah, and like songs like when we did the Black Parade, um, that one took so many takes. And uh, so when we have more time, we'll try and we'll put more effort in and produce a better song. But sometimes you just have to stick with the basics. Because lots of the time I'm learning the lyrics right there too, right? So that w- yeah, that one yeah. that one probably took the longest. That probably took like 45 minutes, eh? Black Parade. Yeah, 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 that was probably around there. Yeah, and I just kept messing up the words, and it's a hard song. Yeah, and sh- shout out to the roommate too for filming all these <laughs> because uh, without Matt Greenfield and oh, Tyler, Gr- yeah, Greeny and <laughs> Tyler Gutenberg filming them, we wouldn't have a product at all. So, what is it be- beyond you know maybe messing up some lyrics that causes you guys to do a retake? Like, have you reached a point where you're no longer just laughing so hard that you're that you can just make it through all the time, or like? Like, how quickly do do these come about for you guys, generally speaking? We're getting pretty picky, actually. Like, we'll do it pretty well. We'll be like, ah, oh, I didn't like that one part there. I'll have, like, a little voice crack or whatever. <laughs> like, like yeah. we're not serious enough that it's, like, we really 
care We're not trying to perfect it, no, but no. Uh, if, if there's like a clear mistake, yeah. we'll usually try and, and uh, redo it. Yeah. yeah. I still don't want to embarrass myself in front of a thousand <laughs> people. You know. Yeah. So. Sco- can I call you Schooner? Sure. Okay. Schooner, I just wanted to ask you a question here just around the singing side of things. You actually sound really on point. <laughs> Like it's weird, the, hey? the impersonations <laughs> yeah. are on point. Yeah, like down to the mannerisms and how how they s- like say certain words when they sing it. That that I, I think that's an art form. Well, I need to interject here for sure. a second. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Because when we first started um, doing this, we actually had to do this thing called Rookie Idol on our bus, mm. where all the rookies have to sing, tell a joke, and if the joke sucks, that we make them sing a song. And so they make us sing anyway. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. it's uh, redundant. The joke is absolutely redundant. <laughs> But uh, so a bunch of the guys went and they were like pretty god awful. And then Scoobs went up there and sung this song and I was like, and like having like a musically trained ear, I was like, that's unbelievable. <laughs> like what he's doing right now. Like that's actually incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. So who's, who's the hardest that you've found to emulate? Some 41. No. What about uh, Evanescence? That wasn't, <laughs> honestly, that wasn't that hard. Really? I didn't find that too hard. Some 41 I don't was have harder? Like I think some 41's hard because they scream a lot. Hmm. That's the hardest part. But yeah, like I like I wouldn't call myself like a good singer. I'm more of a good impersonator. That's right. That's more what uh, I'd call myself. Like if I were to just do it my own way, like I wouldn't be that good of a singer. I just can do like the the whiny like SoCal voice, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like Blink 182, like when they, like saying time like time. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's all about, uh, yeah. But how is your Avril Lavigne? That's what I want to know. We've, we we've been talking about doing Avril for a while, but it's a tough one. That would be tough for me. Because they have two guitars going. Oh, like, okay. And uh, so it's hard for me to m- make the music on that one. And it, we we did try doing it the one day. It and was, it, it was pretty good. Oh, you thought so? Oh, well, I was good. You were. Yeah, good. T- it was. <laughs> I thought it was struggle city. So we'll we will get around to Avril Lavigne. But you're framing it like it's like your Everest or something like that. It's like it sounds a <laughs> yeah, little challenging. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely up there. Yeah, yeah it's okay. one of them. Interesting. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have guessed that. And picking from the bank of music that you guys have, surely, you've got to have a favorite. Whether because I, I I'm curious at you know, first off, I guess I'll ask, what has been the most popular video that you guys have put out? Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Uh, we did well. We did one where we did tag a friend Tuesday, and mm. so See, you guys are influencers. This is crazy. yeah. <laughs> I got the idea from my brother-in-law, and um, <laughs> <laughs> he runs a pizza restaurant, so he does, he knows all those tricks. We get we had like six hundred comments or something stupid of people just tagging their friends and stuff, and there was like what three thousand views, like yeah, something wow. stupid. And like what song was that on again? That was um. Semi-Charmed Life. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, that that was probably our most popular one. That, yeah, and then the two Linkin Park songs we did yep. uh, Where you were, were received. Piano. Yeah, they were received pretty well. I would try to, like, play piano for the first half, and then I'd switch. Yeah, and, like, yeah. try to hit, like, a power chord, and yeah. it sounded, I don't know, it wasn't great. But Actually, our season two premiere did really well yeah. Yeah. this year. Well, people Just were people were excited yeah, about people it. Were hyped, it's yeah. been a long summer, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, do you have a favorite from that kind of early two thousands pop punk era? Because oh. there's a lot to pick from. I know. I like. I like a lot of the mainstream, like Blink One Eight Two and Sum Forty One, like Simple Plan too. Like, yeah, yeah. I love all those bands. Like, but yeah, yeah I, it's just 
that whole genre i think is like if we if we were covering normal songs like it it would not be nearly as big it's just like um it just connects to people and their nostalgic. childhood yeah, it's like it's roots extremely nostalgic, yeah that's yeah. that's the main part of it i would never do it if it wasn't that yeah and i might be reaching here a little bit but there's did you guys grow up playing like NHL 02 and all those games? Oh, and yeah. Stuff? Oh, yeah. Those oh, yeah. soundtracks filled are them. filled yeah. with those tracks. Filled like, with literally, them. like, you could go through your feed and you're picking off like 10 years of NH- the NHL soundtrack. I've done that to find songs. Yeah. Like, I've gone NHL 04 and, like, <laughs> I've literally found songs from doing that. Hopefully, this question can maybe transition us into the hockey side of things. But is Punk Rock Tuesday somehow incorporated into hyping up the boys for game day? Not really. No, we don't. We don't play that in the in the room before games too much. We we'll play it like, got we'll play it like throughout the week or whatever. But there's kind of a different genre of music for getting ready for games. I think for sure. Um, very quickly though, like how did you guys both land on coming to Calgary? I mean, neither of you guys are from, um, from Alberta, I believe, right? I'm from Brandon, Manitoba. Right. So yeah. yeah, I'm from Regina. Okay. But uh, yeah, I kind of. After my pro career was coming to an end, I knew I wanted to go to school, and uh, I was kind of choosing between U of S or Calgary, and it seemed like a pretty easy choice at the end of the day. Just based on what? Just on, well, I had a couple of my friends move to Calgary that okay. were from Regina, and I didn't really know too many people in, Sis- in Saskatoon, so I thought it would be, I mean, an easier transition with my like best childhood friend that lives here now, and... Uh, I originally wasn't going to play hockey either, and then kind of, I wouldn't say got sucked into it. I just missed it a little bit, and uh, some of, like, Coda Gordon I played with in uh, Swift Current, and those guys kind of talked me into playing, so it turned out to be a pretty good fit. Oh, for you, Brad? Yeah, for me. I was actually, I was originally planning on going down south to play NCAA hockey, but um, that didn't work out, so... um, once I started talking to some U Sports teams, kind of narrowed it down, and I just thought Calgary was a really good program, good city, good school, and I knew a couple guys were coming here as well. So, um, yeah, like my roommate, James Shear, I, yeah, I grew up with him, and his roommate, uh, Tyler Gutenberg, he's also from Brandon. So, uh, yeah, having those guys here as well helped uh, help me choose here, and, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy I did choose university calgary so having those guys that you know um here in calgary how has that helped your transition uh with both school and and hockey Uh, i I think it helps a lot yeah especially when you're walking around the school trying to find i mean rooms and stuff and and uh like i mean coming back to school after taking five years off i guess it was for me was a bit of a task so um i was able to pick up some habits from those guys and see how they kind of lived their lives and kind of tried to emulate that a bit yeah i think yeah same kind of thing you're not going in blind you kind of they tell you they tell you some things to expect and um they help you out with a lot of stuff so it it is nice having them so going back to your junior days i'll start with you graham pretty interesting career obviously for you you have find a lot of success with Swift current you get drafted by the devils in the fifth round 2012 i believe 135th overall i'm not sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) sure we'll call it 135 and, you know, you, you play in the AHL for two teams over the course of four years before you ultimately call it a career. So I want to go back to leading up to the draft and ultimately draft day. What was that p- 
process like for you? Did you know that you were going to get drafted or you kind of had a sense or? Uh, I kind of had a sense that I might get drafted in New Jersey, but um, I didn't really know that that at that point um, because it was just my first year in the WHL and I actually never planned on going to the WHL. The only reason I did was because my other best friend from that I grew up with played on the Broncos and he basically convinced me at the end. I was already signed up for classes at the U of R wow. and stuff after my grade 12 year in midget and uh, I was like, sure, I'll go to Swift Current and get a free year of school. And that's kind of how I ended up there. But um, I'd never thought it would amount to like getting drafted and like going down playing pro and stuff. And so after you did get drafted, you went down to New Jersey for the rookie camp or the post-draft camp, whatever it is? Yeah, yeah. Did you meet Lou Lamorello? Yeah, yeah, he's an amazing guy. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about him. And uh, when he got um, he transitioned from New Jersey to, I believe, Toronto at the time. He even tried to trade for me at one point, and he was kind of always in my corner. Um, so I've got nothing but great things to say about that man. Yeah, a lot of different stories that we could say with Lou, but do you, do you know of any Lou, Lamore Lou Lamorello stories, like just off the top of your head, that you came across? Or um, Well, the one... He was a pretty intimidating guy, and we weren't allowed to have any facial hair, any, uh, like, we, our hair had to be cut short, or else he would literally send guys home. Yeah. And uh, my first my first camp there, a guy refused to cut his hair. For some reason, I don't know what the big deal was, but, uh, yeah, Lou got rid of him, and uh, <laughs> and they just dropped him <laughs> right after that. It was pretty harsh. But S sent him to Robito Island. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got, just snipped him, and uh, he hadn't even touched the ice yet, so... He definitely had to play by the rules there, but it's amazing. It's and good. And it w was there any point during your days in Albany and Springfield where you were particularly close to cracking the NHL? Yeah, there was two two different times, and um, I I unfortunately was riddled with injuries. And my first year in Albany, I I started out the year pretty well. I had like twelve points in ten games or something, and I was playing on the first line and. Um, I got hit from behind in practice and shattered my arm. Oh and man. uh and they kind of told me like if I come back and have a good rest of the year, like I should get the call up. And then uh the day I got back, I I uh my first game back, I I uh got hit weird and tore tore apart like partially tore my MCL. <laughs> so then I was playing on like a partially partially torn ACL and then uh at the end of that year or MCL, I mean. And at the end of that year I blocked a shot, and I shattered my leg, and I ended up in the hospital for about a month, and uh, had compartment syndrome, and um, they told me like I would never walk again and stuff from wow. that injury, and then I was able to recover. I still have nerve damage and stuff in my foot, but um, so that kind of put a hindrance on all the training the next summer, and then when I went back to, and then that summer as well, I had to get both my hips replaced, so uh, when I went back to my second year. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't start playing until about November, and it was just tough to get in the lineup because that was when we got new management. So a bunch of new guys came in, and I was fighting to get in the lineup. And right. then at the end of the year, I just got traded, basically. And then Springfield came, and I was doing pretty well. And um, uh, again, was at like a point of game. And then I broke my wrist again and uh, had to get surgery. And it, I was out for about three months with that. And then uh, my first game back, I broke it again. And so I was just like, that's kind of what ultimately led me to 
you're like, maybe this isn't for me. And so it means to an end at some point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was sick of just watching hockey games and being hurt down in the States away from my family and kind of, it. I mean, it definitely made the choice for me, but sure. Yeah. And for you, Brad playing in Steinbeck in Manitoba junior, uh, first off, what's the population in Steinbeck? Steinbeck, I think it's like fifteen to seventeen thousand, like somewhere in there. So, and how big was the barn you played in? Like two thousand, maybe. Uh, so it was like the second worst rink in the league, <laughs> but the best fans in the league. So we got we got like thousand fans a night, like capacity thirteen hundred, but it like everyone's right on top of you and it's loud, so it's really fun place to play, and the town's awesome. And it's like 30 minutes from Winnipeg. So, yeah, it's, it's a really good place to play junior hockey. My billets are probably the best in the league. So, it was, uh, I had a really good time there. What made the rink so bad, out of curiosity? Uh, well, it was built in 1967 for one. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's not a good start. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think they're getting a brand new one here in a couple of years. But, yeah, it was it was just old and tiny. Like, the neutral zone is, like, medium away. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, – not a place that away teams like to play in, but we loved playing there. So, And what was your last year like for you? Because I remember looking at your HockeyDB page, you know, maybe an hour before this just to double check, and you nearly hit 100 points in, in your final season with go Steinbeck. Pistons. Yeah, go Pistons. <laughs> and so I'm curious, like, just what what's your fondest memory, especially from that last season? Because you tore it up yeah. in your last yeah, year. Yeah, no, I had a really good year, and um, – yeah, like I said before, I was getting a lot of interest from down south, and I had a couple offers play Division One hockey. But, uh, yeah, so we won the league, and then we went on to win the Anavit Cup, which is Manitoba versus Saskatchewan. We won that as well. And probably my favorite memory was scoring the, the winner in Game 6 of Anavit to take us to RBC Cup in Chilliwack, so that was definitely my favorite moment. That was the first time you guys went to Nationals then, right? Yeah, it was the first time Steinbach's ever been, so. It's a big deal. And so does that – do you bring with you a, a certain type of confidence with you into your first year at UFC? Yeah, I think a little bit. But um, once you get here, you see, like, most of these guys are WHL players, right? So it's it's a big jump up, and especially going from playing 17-, 18-year-olds and playing against these 24-year-old men is – Definitely an adjustment, but um, as the year went on, I got a lot better last year and and hope to carry that into this year as well. So, Graham, I just wanted to quickly circle back to um, you were talking talking about the uh, numerous injuries that you're going through there. Can you just paint a picture of what the, I guess, the medical healthcare system is like down there and how it was like to rehab and, um, yeah, what was that experience like for you? Well, I had a pretty good experience. Like, New Jersey took really good care of me when every time I got injured yeah and especially the time when I got my hips done um I was sent to a place in Philadelphia um I can't remember the name of the the clinic but uh they kept me there for about two weeks and the surgeon was like on call there and uh my next door roommate was actually Tim Tebow at the time and so I I played crib with Tim what? Tebow a bunch of nights, yeah. And uh, no way, yeah. I've never heard this. I yeah, I don't. I haven't really told anybody <laughs> this, but that's real. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so the care was really good. Um, and even when I was in the hospital for my my broken leg in Al in Albany, um, they I mean, they they paid for everything and they let me stay there as long as I needed to and uh, they 
got me set up with a therapist after like physio wise and sent programs to the physiotherapist it was it was really well done i think mm-hmm. especially in jersey florida wasn't quite as as professional when i broke my arm they the first time they told me like they didn't even think it was broken the, the, and so th- i was trying to play through a broken arm and then i ended up like a month after trying to get s- i had to get full tendon reconstructive surgery and uh I probably should have had like an MRI done and stuff. So I, I have a little bit of resentment for that um, whole situation because I probably could have got back and healthier a lot sooner. But um, no, the care was always, was for the most part, really great though. And uh, um, they'd set you up with like game readies and, and uh, different things that you needed to, to uh, get healthy again. I just wanted to quickly circle back to the Tim Tebow thing because that's, <laughs> that's incredible. What, what part of his career path was he at at that point? Yeah, what so not quite a baseball player. <laughs> it, well, I was like, yeah, is he like... This was when he was with... He was doing something with Philly, uh, the Eagles. Um, oh. Yeah, he was practice squad with the Eagles. Okay. And he was getting um, like a scope done. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, but because uh, I was on a full disclosure on a ton of painkillers at the time too. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, did, you, did you try to fight him? No, 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 no. He's the, he was the, so nice to me. And there was a couple other, there's like a couple other guys there. There's one other guy in the NFL. Okay. Um, and then there was some Olympic figure skater was there too. And, uh, and we were kind of all just like in a dorm almost, but, um, it was a pretty relaxed, um, environment. And he, I mean, I didn't like say too much to him, but he's was super nice when, whenever like we did talk. That's awesome. Grandpa, you've had a pretty interesting trajectory, if you will, uh, now that you're coming back to school as uh, a bit of a, would you say mature student? I don't know. Um, not quite. No, no, no. He's yeah. old, but not mature. Yeah, not yeah. exactly. Yeah, just old. Yeah. <laughs> just, just old? Yeah, just old. You're 94, right? Three. 93, yeah. yeah. But still a little, a little bit older than some of the other yeah. kids coming in, right? So what does your dynamic look like on the team? Um, do they automatically look to you for leadership and uh, showing the ropes and stuff like that? Not really, because I redshirted my first year okay. and basically just took the whole year off of hockey. And then, I mean, I've put like kind of an emphasis on school first mm. for myself. And uh, I didn't really want to be like looked to for that. That's not really what I was looking for when I decided to even play. I just wanted to play to maybe, well, the the idea the idea was I wanted to win something in hockey because Growing up in Regina, we never won ever. Like, our teams would get beat by every other outside team by, like, 20 goals each game. And and then WHL, we always had first-round exits. And then my closest ever we ever came to winning was when we, uh, when I was in Albany, and we ended up playing the Marlies in the Calder Cup semifinal. We went to game seven, and we lost in overtime on a high-stick goal. And I was, I just remember being so bitter. And then the next year, I was just injured the whole year, and our team didn't make playoffs. And I was like, I don't really want to end my – like 20 year hockey career just on just consistent losses every year just or like meaningless exits in the first round and stuff so i saw that there was an opportunity with this team especially and i'm even thinking more so this year that we have a pretty good chance at winning so that was why i wanted to come play and if guys need advice on something i'm more than willing to give it to them but uh um i'm i'm here more to just try and win something with these guys because i only have one year of eligibility anyway so uh, Scoob, 
speaking of some advice, I'd like to get some nutrition advice from you. Apparently, you've never eaten a vegetable in your life. <laughs> That's true. And you're a high-performance athlete, so I just need to get some insider tips on how you'd go about doing that. Um, well, that is an exaggeration. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just buy, like, that veggie powder and just put it in water. It's like, like, a, like, kale like a supplement. Yeah, it's like it's cheating, but like. Do you do that? Yeah. Oh. Not as much as I should. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was the last like, legitimate vegetable that you ate? Uh, I had a bit of Caesar salad a couple of weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's unreal. Um, this one's for y- for you, Graham. Um, I was told by one of your teammates to ask you when Wedding Crashers Two is coming up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that a lot. Because I, I grow my hair out, I don't really care. And, uh, yeah, apparently some people think I resemble a movie star. So, whatever. Specifically yeah. Todd from <laughs> yeah. Wedding Crashers. <laughs> <and his> strange <laughs> half-brother, whatever. <laughs> Just an unreal character, like, straight up. Will yeah. that make you love me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. And it's, this isn't the only place I've gotten it, too. Really? Yeah. My very first day I was in, in New Jersey, af- the year after I got drafted, when I was in main camp, there's this fighter named Cam Jansen. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I walked <laughs> past him, and he ended up being one of my better buddies because he got sent down to Albany. But um, I walked past him, and he, like, doubled, and he started, he's like, hey, yeah, you look like Todd from Wedding Crashers, <laughs> eh? I'm like, oh, God, not this again. <laughs> so, yeah, I was trying to shake that nickname, but thanks for <laughs> bringing it back up. Who was the first to bring it up here? When, when you when you first started seeing the guy, Robbie Fisher just get literally. <laughs> won't. And you know what? I don't know if anybody's seen him, but he looks like an extra from the Water Boys. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Robbie. Oh I know that was man. you that gave him that. <laughs> yeah, I I can keep going with with my inside sources here. Um, oh Make man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll throw one at you then, Scoob. <laughs> uh, I was told to ask you about Ogama. Uh, and how you creeped everyone out there He's within, a creep. within the first five minutes. And Ogama, for those who don't know, Regan Nagy, a teammate of yours last year, that's his hometown. Is that, I, th- I yes. think that's correct, right? So anyway, o- Ogama, Saskatchewan, what, what's the deal there? Uh, I don't know if anything specific happened, but uh, yeah, just a few of us uh, went down to Ogama after the season last year. They have a big rec hockey tournament. And uh, yeah, it's a really good time. I don't... I don't know if I really creep people out, but maybe to them I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have been really good sports about doing this. Um, I think we'll get you out on this. Any future plans for Punk Rock Tuesday? Uh, well, some 41's coming to town, and we would love to get free tickets for them somehow. We, d- we had all of our uh, followers try to tag them <laughs> in our last post, see if they would respond, and they, nothing. But... <laughs> So that's the that's the nearest future. There's no plan. way they didn't see it. There's yeah, like yeah, they got yeah. tagged like a hundred times. Yeah, I don't know. So well, you sound like you're part of the band, so w- of course. Yeah, yeah, that was unfortunate. I don't know. We're gonna see where this thing goes, though. I mean, we never thought it would take off the way it did. I honestly thought it might be like two or three videos, and <laughs> people would make fun of us, and that'd be it. But uh, it's kind of manifested into like a pretty fun activity and. Just see what happens, I guess. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks. Yeah.
This episode of Dinos Unfiltered is a presentation of Dinos Athletics. All music in this episode provided by Punk Rock Tuesday. Episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and our website, godinos.com. Be sure to check out the website or the Go Dinos app for schedules and tickets to all your favorite games. And remember, if you can't make it out to the event, all our games are streamed on Canada West TV presented by Co-op. Thank you to my special guest today and hope you'll join us in the next episode. Mom.